At the time of this recording, George Floyd had just been murdered and there were many protests happening across the world. In this episode, Hannah and I express our rage and our grief about how people approach the conversation about race and how people do or do not take action. We want to share that since this episode, a global conversation has been sparked and there has been some positive change. For example, the Minneapolis Police Department has banned the use of chokeholds, as have the police departments in Washington DC, Chicago and Denver. The police officer who murdered George George Floyd has been charged with second-degree murder, and the police officers that were standing by have now also been charged. Many monuments here in the UK and in the United States have either been defamed or removed from prominence, and this has sparked meaningful debate. There is still so much more to be done. We still need justice for Breonna Taylor. However, we cannot deny that speaking up is always the way to start. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hello, this is Greater, Stronger, Wiser. Two overthinking musicians. I'm Philippa. And I'm Hannah. And we're doing a series of podcasts in which we have deep chats about music, life and other things. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review or if you have any questions, let us know. You can find our details in the bio below. So how you doing, mate? How am I doing? That's a good question. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so tired. Um, yeah. Emotionally exhausted, mentally exhausted mm. as well. Mm. Like, just having to think is exhausting. Which yeah. is why we're doing. <laughs> FYI, everyone, we're doing an episode where we're not. We're just talking about our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Because thinking is hard right now because yeah. I feel like there's just been a lot of demand on my thoughts, my feelings, and I've had some hard mm-hmm. conversations. I've had some long, hard conversations with people mm. um, just because of people not really understanding what to do in terms mm. of in terms of race relations and things Mm. like that so it's just been hard work in that respect and then also then sharing those experiences with other people that I trust Mm. and relaying that back and then having to go through the emotion of them being like this was okay I'm glad that they asked that question but they shouldn't have Mm. you know like having those conversations where people are encouraging me and being supportive but then also like speaking truth to those things to certain things and be like some of these conversations aren't the best conversations mm. that you've been that these these conversations aren't good for you um mm. that's good to have people around who can say that yeah yeah i've got some good people around me who yeah are very good at being impartial as well and oh that's good that's really important <sighs> it is but it's just now I'm just like I just don't know what to do in terms of relationships because some some of these conversations have been quite not I don't know if toxic is the word toxic feels like a strong word but mm. they revealed some deeper issues I'm like really deep issues that are right in the communities that I'm part of and it's quite sad really and like I say mm. exhausting <laughs> mm. Mm. um Especially when you're part of a community, I think it yeah. can it can be a bit of a 
like a bit of a, a letdown, a bit of grief that you might experience about the community that maybe you thought it was or that, that you're hoping it would be and to have those kind of like, I don't know, like conversations maybe that you wouldn't have expected that make you feel a bit vulnerable and, you know, I'm, I'm you know, making mm. assumptions based on the conversations I'm imagining. Um, but it can feel like a bit of a, mm. yeah, like of being let down. Yeah. Oh, it, it it definitely has been that. It definitely has been... There's a lot of hurt on my side, mm. you know. I'm very hurt. Uh, I'm, I mean, mm. I'm happy to talk about it now because I'm if, just edit this bit out because I don't want mm. to... I don't want anyone to get in sure. trouble or anything, but it's just... Sure. I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah. And also yeah. social media. Yes. Oh, Okay. I've been really feeling Talk this this week. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Talk go for to me. It. Oh, <laughs> I, I think there have been probably like five times this week where I've maybe been on my computer and then I've literally just like slammed the lid and like mm. Gaze has been in the same room and I'm just like, <laughs> I could lay on the floor like, why? Mm. <laughs> why? Mm. Why do we how to exist in this world like i mm-hmm. i get that it's like i get i get that it's where we're all, we're all existing a lot of our time right now and i think it's really interesting you saying that you like you're having to do a lot of thinking right now and it's exhausting mm. and there's lots of there's lots of things that we're expected to know about and post about talk about mm-hmm. on social mm-hmm. media and it's like this isn't really I don't know this seems like such a weird existence to be living Mm. in at the moment so cut Mm -hmm. off from like any proper like discussions we can have with people face to face so cut off from community settings and so we've created this weird artificial community where Mm -hmm. like there's all this expectation and competition and I really hate it Mm. (laughs) I mean like Mm -hmm. yeah especially like I don't know. I be, I think I've been finding some of the posts about Black Lives Matter a bit tricky recently. And obviously mm-hmm. like it's it's really important that we're talking about this and I want to be really careful with how I talk about this. Um mm-hmm. but like social media I don't think is the place for a lot of these discussions. Mm-mm. like the fact that you can just post something that doesn't have to be fact checked that mm. can just be you know you can get away with something that's tugging on people's heartstrings you know on 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 whatever kind of argument you're talking about it's mm-hmm. not where you can have rational debate i know i sound mm-hmm. like a bit of an old like fuddy duddy saying this or whatever but like i think it really troubles me like I don't know there there are lots of posts out there saying like silence is complicit is being complicit and I do mm. agree with that but what does silence mean mm. is silence like are you, are you just talking about social media are you then pressuring people to spend time on social media and to post stuff mm-hmm. but then what are you posting is it a black square or <sighs> does that even mean that even does that mean that, that you're being loud I know but like I mean, I I also get it. Like it's solidarity. Mm. I mean, I mm. did it 
especially yeah. because we posted up. Yeah. So no, no, the we, thing is, I totally didn't even realise until I was there, like, and then I started doing research because I was like, what are all these? Because I had no idea because I hadn't been on like, social media for a while. Yeah. And I was like, what are all these black squares? What is all this hashtag? The show must be paused. I was like, oh, fuck. And it's like, yeah. we're not releasing anything about music or I was like, oh, for goodness sake. Like, And so me and Philippa on the day of the black, the black square day, hmm. <laughs> we, um, we put, put out our poster for the podcast mm-hmm. and like started like posting about it and then you rang me and mm. you were like I don't think we should have done that <laughs> and then and then it's like this big thing where you're like well I it's not that I'm not in support of that mm. but then there were lots of different arguments saying that you should or shouldn't post mm-hmm. so we took it down mm. just because you know there's no point in being like you don't at all want to cause any trouble with that sort of thing mm. but it's like it just gets so complicated yeah. and unless you spend and it requires enough hours spent on social media to keep up with these things mm-hmm. which then like excludes you if you don't yeah and then people accuse you of and i don't want to say people accuse you but you could people could say that you were then being silent yeah but it's like what's the use of posting on social media if you are in an echo cha- chamber is it about like proving to your white friends that you're cool mm. if you're a white person or is it about like showing your black friends that you're in solidarity and I totally get that but mm. like does it actually change your opinions does it change your perceptions does it change your actions I don't I don't know mm. yeah I think it can mask a lot of the stuff that's actually really important 100% which we're not you know it's not a trend it's not a fashion it's not a fashionable thing mm. I mean I, obviously it's 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 kind of acting as that right now everyone's saying like oh it's really important we talk about this it's like well why wasn't this important two months ago mm-hmm. why wasn't this important last year why wasn't this mm. important in you know the summer or whatever and mm. it's like well it, like these things have been going on for like hundreds of years mm-hmm. and I think you know it's I don't want to get too angry about it no, because I'm... I think it's a it's a positive thing but I don't know okay no yeah, Hannah I've, I've... I totally agree with you because <laughs> even after like we had that conversation I still then ended up doing that long ass pose that I did yeah because yeah. I was like actually you know what this I'm this isn't a trend yeah because guess no, I what really, I, really I have been that. thinking about this for the past however long do you know what I mean like yeah yeah I have I've had to be dealing with the reality of this mm, for my entire mm. life like mm, I can mm. I will never forget the first time I experienced racism because that's a traumatic experience mm. right like mm, I will mm. never forget the stories that my parents told me when they first came into this country and experienced racism mm. right like then mm. my great grandparents aren't gonna forget like when the British arrived or like Mm. do you know well not when the British arrived because that was that that happened before my great grandparents right like that happened ages ago but I have Mm. I have family who remember Independence Day do you know what I mean like so this is all in living some of this is in living memory and Mm. a lot of it isn't that's how long Mm. it's been going on Mm. right a lot of this isn't in living memory because this shit's been happening for time yes this isn't yeah. just, you know, it didn't just start in 2020. It's just, mm. it, it does feel like a trend and it feels as though mm. 
you know, someone challenged me. I was like, oh, no, you shouldn't think of it as a bandwagon. I was like, okay, whatever person. <laughs> but, like, I've been reading about this beforehand. Yeah. I've been writing songs about this beforehand. My entire album that's just yeah. about to come out is about this topic, right? Just about to come out? No, just sorry. It was meant oh, okay. to be just about to come out. I got really excited then. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it was meant to, I wish it was just about to come out. It was meant to be just about to come out, but like timings just haven't worked out. And sure. mate, you haven't even sure. sung on it yet. Why, why would you think it's just about to come out? <laughs> um, no, so it's just that thing of like, um, these you know it's very easy to think oh I should release this song now it's quite pertinent to this time yeah. it's like it was pertinent yeah. before this all kicked yeah. off you know like yeah. these yeah. feelings have been there. Are, there is a catalogue of music mm. that's all about this you know mm. Mm. this mm. isn't new no and no. people are on about oh we need to support the black music industry and like mm, you realise we've been singing about this since the beginning yeah right yeah we've been singing about this for a very long time mm. and it's just mm. it's just frustrating because pe- it, mm. it is a bandwagon and people might be like no mm. there's some a real shift happening i'm like yeah it might be a mm. real shift for you because you've only just figured this out but like yes that's so true and again it's within that echo chamber of people who've only just figured this out but like then i look at other communities that i'm part of who mm. have just moved on and just carried on like Oh yeah, this is a sad thing that happened over there. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just don't understand the reality of it because quite frankly, I'm their only black friend or mm. my other friends who I'm close with are their only other black friends, right? I'm like, they, mm. these people don't have other black friends. So this mm. really isn't a reality to them. Mm. Mm. And they've mm. moved on. Mm. And so many people just, oh gosh. Mm. Oh, I'm just so tired. Mm. I'm so tired of people virtue signalling as well. Like, yeah, you know, yes. nah, mate. Yeah, do the freaking work. That's why I said, you know, when all this blows over, don't forget this long list, this long reading list, mm. this long podcast list. Like, don't mm. suddenly think that because no one's posting about it on social media, you should stop learning yeah. and educating yourself. Yes. Yeah. This Absolutely. doesn't end there. There is a a plethora of information and studies that have been done that prove Mm. and show you know that these things are happening here in the UK Mm. Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and it's it's really interesting like it's really interesting so I I was listening to five live the other day Mm -hmm. and it was Adrian Childs Mm. who like often like I quite enjoy him but um he was covering for like Emma Barnett mm. and so I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that he was a bit flustered and unprepared mm. he had this he had a African-American woman she was a doctor mm-hmm. talking about like just talking about what's happening in the US right now mm. and like she was she was so good she was so articulate she was so clear mm. she was she made so many points I really you know I want to listen to it again I felt like it was mm. she was just so like um, analytical mm. and like the way in which he responded to her he just sounded so uncomfortable and so kind of like um, unsure mm. about like how to respond and about like 
how to how because I guess there's the issue with the BBC about being impartial Mm. but you kind of think like in this situation you just need to you need to have a different approach than you would have in politics Mm. which is like you know Emma Barnett came on the next morning and she's like she was a lot better talking about (laughs) stuff like this Mm. hearts to Emma Barnett she's amazing Mm. but um but yeah and like this woman was making like these really well said statements about how this is not unique to the US mm. um, there are you know we have our own history in the UK mm-hmm. that people like to pretend isn't there you know we have we have a history of slavery mm. like in, in a similar way to the US I mean what we we had abolition about 60 years before mm. but it's not long yeah and like and it and wasn't really because of a care for black people it was because of the understanding that it was economically just not profitable anymore it wasn't profitable anymore so they're like let's get rid of it because it's that's the only reason that people felt comfortable doing it and people still benefited from it until 2015 like the bank of england was still paying back abolitionists or former sorry was paying back um former slave owners wow they were still getting their money back. They were being wow. compensated. Where's the compensation for all those black people who did all that yeah. work for nothing? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. This isn't in our history. It's still now. Mm. Yeah. The repercussions are still being felt today. Mm. Mm. I think it's really interesting when you think about um, how. So, like, we had the we were talking about just now how a lot of people are talking about how like this is a new thing Mm. like George Floyd was killed Mm. and we need to protest about it now Mm. and then you have the other kind of side of people who say that it's an old thing Mm. and that it's something that stopped when I don't know abolition happened or it stopped when black people got civil rights (laughs) or it stopped in in these different periods of history but like it's all just it's all just a way to make it simplistic Mm. and I kind of you know as humans that's what we like to do we like to categorize things Mm. as like oh are they a problem or are they not a problem Mm. instead of this is a massive hulking mess of stuff Mm. with all these nuances Mm -hmm. and all these like subjectivities that Mm. we have to be really sensitive to and we have to think about and care about Mm. and I think like just to kind of it's really interesting I was, I was talking to to Gabe's about this who did lots of like I don't know he, he did a lot of studying on this in mm. his degree mm. and like he he just made the point that like when Martin Luther King was giving his speech in like the ni- in the 1960s mm. that's only a hundred years after abolition mm. so you think like you know my my mum was born in the 1960s mm-hmm. she had a grandmother who was born in the late 19th century mm. and her grandmother's mother mm. could have been somebody that had slaves yeah, she yeah. could have she could have been invested in that mm. and that is not many separations Mm-mm. that's what five six separations from me sat here right now mm-hmm. it is still so embedded in our in our psyche in the way that we talk about stuff in what we hand down Mm. it is not it is not far removed at all and people talk as if as if it is Mm. how can you make that shift Mm. 
especially when you haven't done the work to actually repair mm. it you haven't paid people back and you mm. haven't given them back their dignity in the way that they deserve mm. right mm. and so mm. as much as white people have handed down that privilege mm. black people have also inherited that disadvantage they've inherited mm. that inequality and that and that trauma yes. right the trauma yeah. that was experienced yeah. by great par- great grandparents great great grandparents yeah. that has been inherited as well yeah right so yeah. you can and there's ev- there's evidence to show that 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 passes through mm-hmm. that passes through generations mm-hmm. ptsd and those experiences themselves they pass through and they and they stick with you those abuses of power yeah and so for people to act like you just need to get over it because like it's not as bad as it was yeah. for your parents yeah just like oh thank you thank you for that oh that's so nice <laughs> it's like it doesn't things are a little bit easier for like me <laughs> it no. doesn't work like that no it doesn't um and especially when like you know we have this idea that when throughout history we are gradually improving mm. there's this kind of like um perception that we that we get you know we get more socially progressive we get um better at um looking after the disadvantaged people in our society or whatever but mm. it's just not true <laughs> like it's true to some no. extent sure but like when if you think about like you know there are different periods in history where we had similar kinds of freedoms in some ways to the ones that we have now Mm. like in the restoration period Mm. and you know you would have had like the free like the same kind of sexual freedoms and like different Mm. things Mm -hmm. and then you think about like i don't know i'm talking about sexual freedoms because that's what i know about Mm -hmm. but um and you know you have a period of time like the victorian times where you have pretty repressed sexual Mm. stuff Mm -hmm. and you think it works the same way in just other areas of regression and if you think about the time that we're living in now we're not guaranteed to keep moving on this trajectory towards you know this better social um Mm. utopia future Mm -hmm. we we are vulnerable to to all kinds of things and to moving in all kinds of different directions yeah we're not we're not safe from that and 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 i think by being ignorant and saying these problems are solved i think that's one of the big one of the scariest things you can do by thinking that we are at this point Mm. and by relaxing and not doing the hard work Mm. that can get us to a better place yeah really yeah and i think i'm worried that for those who are like oh no there's a real shift happening i'm worried mm-hmm. they think that oh, i just need to be nicer to my black friends <laughs> i'm like mm, that's not the problem yeah this is a systemic this is a systematic issue this yes. is yes you need to be talking to the people with the power yes and also because one they're going to listen to you because apparently you know black people and people of colour have been talking to the people of power this whole time and they're not being Mm. listened to nothing's changed Mm. Mm. nothing's Mm. changed right Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. and these it's a few social media posts over a few weeks there's not I'm sorry there's not a shift no (laughs) you might be paying more attention but the systems in which we live in have not changed no sorry you continue no 
thank you that's that is that's true though like that's the system hasn't changed and that's what that's the work that needs to be done yeah yeah and I think and that and that comes with you know as people educate themselves more as they read more books they listen to more podcasts listen to their friends listen to more experiences and believe those experiences Mm. um I think people are more likely to understand that systematic change needs to happen whether Mm. the, the real you know the real proof is in whether people actually then sign those petitions, email their MPs, mm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. those are the people we need to be talking to. And also, not even just not even just like thinking politically, but thinking in mm. your workplace. Are you going to challenge your mm. boss when they mm. make that offhand comment, mm. or are you going to leave it to that the black woman again, the black woman mm. in your office to be like, "Hey, you can't say that." Like, are you going to leave it mm. to the black guy in, in your office who says you can't say that? And do you know what? The thing I was having a conversation with um oh this really okay I'm gonna try and be as vague as possible I was having a conversation with a friend of mine um <laughs> and they were saying that they think that as you get higher up in society the problems go away like it's not as bad higher up in society this right. person is from a very privileged background and right. functions in those circles. And I was like, I beg to differ. I think mm. you'll find that a black man will tell you, even if he's in a suit, whether he's wearing a suit or a tracksuit, mm. he is going to be marginalised and he's going to be disrespected mm. and he's going to be oppressed, right? It doesn't matter what he mm. wears, he's still not going to be respected or yeah. seen as valid, unfortunately. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, that person, male or female in that higher up position Mm. wants to succeed and wants Mm. to do well and so the higher up you get the harder it is to challenge Mm. so and the harder it is to challenge the harder it is to shake things up Mm. and that's why you don't see a lot of black people in a lot of higher up places because Mm. I don't think many people can sit back and not challenge these things Mm. and so then when they do become challengers they become troublemakers yeah yeah right and so when you're a troublemaker it's hard and and so the people that do get high up i'm not saying this is the case for all black people who are in high positions i'm not saying that this is the case at all but i think there is a tendency to be slightly less vocal um Mm. and so the system stays the same Mm. because they needed to get higher up, right? And so they maybe mm. didn't speak as much. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's fair at all. What I'm saying. So it might. It, I might be chatting out of my ass. Well, I think no. I think there's something really, um, really valid in there. I think uh, <laughs> this is a kind of um, a weird link at first, but it will make sense. <laughs> but um, I've been watching um, like documentary about OJ on BBC mm-hmm. because I actually didn't know anything about him apart from what like like cultural references mm-hmm. because I'm kind of slightly past the age demographic. No, same. Like yeah, yeah. that you yeah that you know about that, but it was really interesting. It documented his like his like rise to fame Mm -hmm. and how in the 60s and 70s he would refuse to talk about civil rights Mm -hmm. stuff and about 
about black issues and about all of the you know he was living in LA at the time Mm. and there were like continuous riots and abuses done by the police Um, and they said that for him to have the position of power that he did Mm. it was due to him not talking about those things Mm -hmm. and that was seen as kind of you know it can be argued two ways can't it because like he was invited into white polite society Mm. because he didn't question stuff Mm. Mm -hmm. and in one way that can be seen as I guess infiltrating from the inside Mm. Mm. um but on another level it's it's it could be something else entirely and obviously I don't want to I don't want to um place too much on it because you know we're all our own individual people with our own individual struggles Mm. but I think lots of civil rights activists were really, you know, felt really let down by the fact that he he wouldn't talk about the mm-hmm. issues that regular black people were facing in yeah. his city. Yeah. And he, you know, went to golf tournaments and parties and was treated like, you know, treated like a white person. No, obviously mm. not face to face. And so I'm sure he still got shit, mm. but... Mm. I think like it's really interesting to see how he was accepted in that way and from that he was then like on all these major like advertising campaigns mm. for like hurts and stuff mm. and like there were people interviewed who said oh we didn't see him as a black guy we saw him as OJ oh, <laughs> and, gross. yeah I know and he had interviews where he would say the same thing he was like I don't want to be seen as a black guy I want to be seen as OJ yeah mm. and it's it's so I don't know it's so I guess it's so different as well because obviously that was 30 what 50 years ago although you Um, say that I don't know if that's mm, true so because like I'm going to speak from my experience here now sure yeah and I think for so long I haven't talked about race in my Mm. friendship circles in my Mm. in my previous friendship circles and that Mm. made my friends really comfortable around me like I was not the black person that spoke about race I was not that person Mm. and that made them really comfortable and that meant they could get away with saying shit but now I look back I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe I laughed that stuff off um you know like referring to me as a token person in their friendship group and like the token black person and being like and saying things like that which I I laughed off at the time because I was the accepted black person I was a black person that they liked I was the you know the term good immigrant and like and I played into that like I mm. think I had identified with OJ in some respects of like mm. I there were times when I didn't want to be seen as the black friend you know I, I just wanted to be like everyone else I wanted everyone to just sort of yeah just be I don't know I don't know I think I definitely was that person for a while and mm. I'm now out of it where I'm like I cannot be that person anymore yeah I can't I'm not here to be your person that uh, absolves you of your guilt that you might you might be racist or just like you know because they all could then reference like oh but Philip is our friend so therefore we're not racist right you know they could always have Mm. me as that person like and we don't see you as black Philip or like we don't I don't know I don't see colour. Oh, yeah, I've heard that one. Like, I don't see colour. Like, I wouldn't even... Like, I don't... People... 
I think one friend said to me, and I think they, I think they meant they mean really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. saying, <laughs> say, <Mom. laughs> they say stuff like, oh, "I didn't tell anyone that you're black," so I didn't think it really mattered. I'm like, and do you know what? It doesn't matter that I'm black, but it's like you're you're avoiding certain descriptors, yeah. like. Are you ashamed that I'm black? And, it's like yeah, and you can tell that that was in their heads. Like, don't mention she's black. Yeah. Or like, should I? Or like, oh no, it doesn't matter. And you're like, yeah, it's weird. It's coming. I think it was coming from a good place, and I don't want to be like sure. that person was being sure. racist, but yeah, it, it, it's the inco- it's unconscious bias, isn't it? It's coming from like yeah. a deeper, mm. a deeper, um, a deeper racism. But yeah, so. Mm. It's just that, that sound. Sorry, you go. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that sounds really exhausting. Keeping up that pretense, that persona. Oh my like gosh! That, yeah, that's what I got from the documentary, and then you know from what you just said, like that it must just be on your mind constantly, and yeah. like that's how that beach that was written. Out. That's how that that beach oh. came out of that. You know, that right. beach came out of just being like, shit, I. These people have been pretending that I'm not black for so long and I've been pretending that I'm not black for so long. Wow. You know? Yeah. And I've been trying to be this girl that these people are going to like, but they're never going to... Mm. It's. N- I'm never going to be British. It's never going to be... An- I'm never going to be seen as what they want. It's never going to be enough. Mm. It's never going to oh. be enough. Um, yeah. And, and I'm... And, you know, I'm too tricky to handle. It's just like, it's it's too complicated for people to compute that I'm a black mm. woman and that I'm a proud mm. black woman. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think I've definitely been that person. And so that's why I'm saying that. I think as you embed yourself in white society mm. for a really long time, I think you just you just stay silent if you want to get further ahead in that white mm. society but now I've um, been talking about race a bit more and mm. it's just not when, whenever I've brought things up it's just been uncomfortable and yeah mm. oh that's really interesting to hear about your experience I don't think I quite I don't know I don't think I quite knew that I think there's just a lot of shame to it because I think I yeah. I'm I'm getting to a place where I'm no longer ashamed because mm. that's part of my journey. But I think there was because at the end of the day I really didn't like myself. I didn't like mm. myself because I was black. Like I didn't mm. like me. You know, I didn't like me because and I was afraid of my blackness, you know, like mm. or what, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. I was afraid I was afraid of those elements of myself. And I think it was because the people around me were afraid of it. You know, I think Mm. the culture that I was a part of didn't really embrace it, didn't really accept it, didn't really think it was um, civilised or whatever. Like, all these things that that, that go unsaid, they're not said out loud. Like, they don't say we think black people are uncivilised. But there's just certain things about those elements of myself that just... I didn't think we're welcome there mm. whether those that was said or not you know I didn't think that those elements of myself were welcome there mm. and therefore that led to a sort of self-hate and mm. 
a dislike of blackness and yeah and it affected my relationship with my brother in the terms of that I related to him mm. I think I've talked about this before but mm. it affected the way that I related to him in terms of him being a black man and him being very mm. like he really owns it like he really owned it mm. and like mm. I found that really frustrating and really annoying mm. because I was like no but because I was like you're, you're letting yourself down like you're not letting yourself into this society if you keep presenting that way like you're not mm. going to be allowed in if you behave oh, that wow. way it was like and so I would I resisted certain elements of the way that he behaved because I was like you're not going to be let in and actually mm. and now I'm looking back I'm like oh I don't want to be let in anymore I don't want I don't want to be yeah. let in <laughs> don't want to be let in don't want to yeah. be let in on that I don't want to be a part of yeah. that that's not yeah. for me and um, I also don't want my brother to be a part of it I don't want him to be letting either. Like, mm. <laughs> you do mm. you, bro. <laughs> mm. You be who you want and, like, own it. Mm. And, yeah, I think there were... <clears throat> it's, been, it's been a journey. It's been a real journey. Mm. And it's been a real process. Mm. Um, and I've had to do the hard work. But mm. it now means... I'm, I mean, I've, I've had to just walk away from certain situations because I'm like this is exhausting and mm. it's been unhealthy for a very long time you know mm. it's been unhealthy for a very long time if not mm. the entire time we've been friends right mm. um, so yeah I think in terms of you know if we do end up releasing this and in terms of white people thinking going ahead like I just want you to really think about what you think is what makes you uncomfortable about blackness mm. or this idea of it like what makes you uncomfortable about it and why mm. what are you afraid of and why what do you celebrate and mm. appropriate but you don't want to see but you don't celebrate when black people do it but you like oh yeah we like this black thing but we don't like that black thing or mm. I don't know like just question yourself in terms of what do you let in who do you let in who is sat at your table like who do you let in and who don't you let in and mm. why because that's telling mm. that is really telling um, mm. and I guess also you know th those are really important um, things to think about thank you for sharing those Phil mm. but um, I guess also just to add to that like as well as who you let in and who's who's around you it's how you interact with those people mm, too mm. like you know like what you were just talking about about kind of feeling like a token friend well literally is... being being blatantly told that <laughs> yeah and that's not oh, everyone's just... sentiment that was not everyone's sentiment that was just one sure. problematic person sure but the but the group can facilitate that can't it and mm. you know even if that's not necessarily that's not necessarily everyone's um outward thought I think you can all there's so much unsaid stuff going on in that sort of situation there's so much preconceptions and there's so much like questions that you just haven't asked mm. like because because the, the way in which we're brought up most of us we we're brought up along these lines of all these kind of preconceptions that then we get to like later teenagehood and we mm. have to then question and mm. evaluate mm. And, like, I think 
I don't know if you don't have the setting to do that if you don't have the people around you who are also doing that Mm. I think you can just end up being in really unhealthy toxic complicit groups where you you just kind of go along with stuff Mm. and we've you know we've all done it in different ways whether it's about race whether it's about disability Mm. or whatever Mm. else like but it's so harmful yeah and it's not it's not it's not friendship is it no and it's also it's not funny because I think some things are just piled off as a joke and like oh he didn't he's just being funny it's like you need to challenge those people like if they're what's behind that yeah what's behind that like why are you afraid to challenge that guy you know yeah it's your classic what's does um Deborah Francis Wright call him Toby (laughs) your white middle class male (laughs) I can't remember (laughs) I think I think his name is Toby the standard white middle class male um and it's like you need to challenge Toby and not just about feminism yep not just about yeah. that like you need to challenge Toby on his classism you need to challenge Toby yeah. on his ableism a- yeah like if he's being ableist like you need to challenge Toby mm. if he's being homophobic you need to challenge Toby yeah. if he's being racist you know like you need to challenge yeah. Toby yeah Toby's not funny Toby's not a funny Toby guy Toby's boring and he's problematic and he thinks he's freaking hilarious and he thinks yeah. he's the dog's bollocks and it's like yeah yeah for and goodness think- sake Toby yeah yeah and it is often like works like that doesn't it mm. like you have a man like that and maybe like a few guys who don't really say anything you chuckle along and then mm. women who look a bit uncomfortable they're like oh toby stop stop <laughs> yeah. you just like this you're like fuck off yeah toby mate yeah. but I, I think like i think it's really interesting like um being in those situations and being a challenger mm. like because like i've done that a few times Mm. especially like yeah and trying hard not to give context here to reveal anyone (laughs) (laughs) I've done that before with Mm. like I don't know like middle class like white men (laughs) who say stupid things Mm. and it's kind of like you know I accept that my privilege as a white person if I was if I were challenging about about race particularly it's like I wouldn't get the same reaction as somebody who was a person of colour mm. I mean I'm you know you have all of those other preconceptions mm. but I think like as a kind of woman especially as a kind of short like young looking <laughs> woman mm. you often get the kind of response that's like oh she's a bit feisty Ugh. like is it horrible yeah. <laughs> you're like, like oh look at her like she thinks she knows something and like that then just adds more layers of stuff and you're just like because then then you kind of get yourself into a thing where like you're coming from the position where someone doesn't take you seriously anyway Mm. and Mm. I'm assuming this is exacerbated if you are a person of colour and then because you're not taken seriously in the conversation then when you challenge you're still not taken seriously and then it's like yeah like a kind of unwinnable situation Mm. just why why we need allies Mm. (laughs) it's why you need white allies it's why you need male allies Mm. it's why you need people who just aren't in your situation who are able to talk about those things who don't get accused of being you know a shouty black woman or 
whatever yeah, like yeah. Or a flamboyant gay man and you're yeah. like just fuck off toby yeah literally oh toby hates it when i bring up empire oh i watch square <laughs> and karen too it toby was good for some people oh for goodness sake pipe down karen yeah. pipe down toby literally yeah. empire was not that great yeah yeah um yeah they don't like it when i um <laughs> defend i mean and and they don't like when i defend um certain aspects of black culture as well because mm. i'm meant to be one of the respectable black ones because i'm now mm. in i'm on the in crowd so therefore i'm not i'm not one of the black people that likes hip-hop surely mm. do you know what i mean it's like <laughs> oh for goodness what? sake <laughs> It's really interesting then, because it's like, well, what, what are the, what's wrong with that? Like, what, what is it? Is that, is that because you want me to be an unconventional black person? Is mm. it because you want, you, people don't want you to be conforming to these things that they find uncomfortable or scary? It's like, what? I don't know what they want it's from really me, strange. and that's, and I'm done trying to figure it out. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I'm done trying to figure out. I'm gonna be that person yeah. that likes yeah. my americana folk music and then also yeah. likes my hip-hop music too like yeah likes absolutely. my gospel music but then likes yeah. some profanity too do you know what i mean yes. like i'm gonna be that person i'm not gonna yeah. be some like straightforward in the box kind of person yeah. i'm not i'm not interested in living that life anymore i'm not interested no. in fitting a stereotype or fitting yeah an algorithm do you know what i mean like yeah. no don't try yeah. to put me in this square mm. where you can be like oh i understand philippa now i totally get her mm. like now i understand you i'm like oh. yeah i mean i don't even fully understand myself so stop trying to understand no. me like yep. okay yep yeah <laughs> just let us all figure our own stuff yes. out and let us change and develop yeah. and evolve like it's you know being a person is such a fluid thing mm-hmm. and it's one of the you know best things about it Mm -hmm. you can you can be what you want to be yeah and like just yeah thinking that you've got someone figured out i think is is also dangerous especially in this context oh totally and i think i think the other issue is you're either one of the good black people or one of the bad black people Mm. and i think people just t- too often see black people as a monolith and like mm. ye- or or that dichotomy of like those are the good ones these are the bad ones like mm. these are the ones in our society like higher up in society where everything's fine and no one's racist because we have that one black person that represents mm. all the good black people mm. and it's like because there's only because there's only one good black person for every hundred right that's why it's not mm. as bad higher up in society it's like no it's because you're all too bloody racist to let everyone in yeah yeah that's why it's not as bad higher up in society because there are no black people there yeah do you know what i mean it's like yeah. you've you've not understood this the issue the situation no <sighs> and it's crippling isn't it what you can be one thing or another yeah and actually like what are you gonna do like you're you're like the temptation then to rebel mm. <laughs> and to like fit in with all the stereotypes that people already expect of you i bet that must be really great as well mm. for mm. lots of people because like yeah fuck you if you're trying to make me like into this kind of 
good like Samaritan kind of thing that you'll never be able to achieve you'll mm-hmm. never be good enough to mm-hmm. do and you'll constantly be questioned anyway mm-hmm. like I can understand why lots of people would just reject that altogether yeah. just be like fuck that yeah nah man it's so exhausting um, still i'm still figuring this out yeah and i'm still getting it wrong sometimes you know like i have conversations with friends and they're like okay don't think that's the best way to go about it i'm like oh great so i messed up but like the pressure's on i just don't think it's fair to be that one person that's that voice because i am still figuring this out like i need people that have gone before me and maybe i need to be Mm. the person that's gone before for other people but Mm even thinking about those coming after me is exhausting because I'm like I'm thinking about all these other people and Mm. oh I'm tired Mm, I bet you are (laughs) (laughs) but yeah social media also sucks is what I want to say yes social media sucks I found an ethical social media place called oh yeah um, mind I think it's called Mind uh-huh. it's ethical in the sense that it's better privacy settings than Facebook right and you can just have as many friends as long as you like tell everyone to leave Facebook and come to Mind <laughs> <laughs> but so cute. it's just I was thinking about it I was like it's just not practical because I still need a Facebook page for my music yeah yeah. Like, goodness no. how has Facebook managed to monopolise that Oh, I know. You know? Also, they did a thing a little while ago where they made pages, like, come up further down your newsfeed than friends. So it in- makes you buy more adverts. Oh. How much... How shit is that? I think I might just do all my... Because you can do blog posts and stuff via Bandcamp, can't you? Oh, yeah. Because I think I might just do MailChimp. I might just get more people to yeah. sign up to a newsletter because I'm just trying to figure out how to get away from Facebook mm. and just do a newsletter and just have Bandcamp as or do, like, yeah, do my newsletter idea. do the newsletters the updates the regular updates yeah. yeah and then have Bandcamp as where the music is yeah because again Spotify's shit yeah being so rude to all the things <laughs> I'm like how do I just escape Facebook shit Spotify shit <laughs> how do I just escape all the use email <laughs> you've got to Email's be on the email forward. these days <laughs> you've got simply to be on email it's just, you simply have to be <laughs> so yeah Leash. oh we love you John and Alice Aww. Um, Sometimes I just want to hug Alice when they're talking. Mm. I don't think John would enjoy it. um, (laughs) Alice would definitely love a hug. Oh, yeah. So cute. Oh, my God. They did a birthday episode the other day. Mm. um, And they got to each have a special guest. Uh And Alice got to have on, like, a football person. Which was actually really, really cute. He was really friendly. Guess who came on for John? Who? Tan France. 
Seriously? Yeah. How fun is that? And he like did a little queer eye for John. Oh, I love that. I know. And he was so nice. Oh. I was like, oh my god. Tans from Doncaster, oh you know. Yes, I think I knew this. So cool. Everyone's every like every Don every Doncaster person knows this. So like another claim to fame, <laughs> another claim to fame. Oh, he's so kind. Oh, I love him. He's I so nice. Him. I love him a lot. Yeah. Me There's too. a new season of Queer Eye out. Oh my god. Oh, is it out now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I I'm haven't so watched excited. it yet though. I haven't watched <gasps> it. I'm well excited. My housemate was watching it. She was like mate you need to get on this I was like oh. okay, okay 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 oh okay. my god this is excellent news I know it is isn't it it's going to be a new thing to watch oh <sighs> mate I love you a lot oh I love you too and I'm very grateful for you I'm very grateful for you oh, oh I'm really grateful for you too I really am uh, yeah this... it's amazing you want to you know share all this stuff as well and talk about this stuff I think it's really important for people to hear mm. um, and you talk about it so well and I think you're doing really well thanks I mean I'm also just you know I'm not going to start saying that I'm a, f- a hero I'm not a hero <laughs> <laughs> yes you are Woo! I'm not a hero but I'm just like thinking about the other black people who are in their white circles mm. and I'm like I don't I feel uncomfortable but I don't, I don't know why I don't know how to put I don't know what to put my finger on I'm like I just mm. want to say to you if you are in that position where your friends make weird jokes that are that you you've just put up with for a really long time and mm. but but you feel a level of discomfort that discomfort is necessary that discomfort is real mm. and they're not that's not, those are not helpful relationships for you to be a part of and I think mm. there is importance to have diversity and diversity of thought and a diversity of experience and a diversity of background in your friendship group but I don't think that should make you stay in a situation that is not helpful for you mm. and a situation that's not going to help you grow as an individual and going to mm. help you get to know every part of yourself fully because you are a black person and you need to own that and you need to understand what that means for you and you need to understand what that means for your children if you have them for your children if you do not yet have them for your nieces your nephews your family members your you know the people that the other black people that are in your life like it has an implication on how you treat them and the way that you treat them also feeds back to how your friends then view black people and if you're if there is a level in which you're you're there's like this underlying sort of like dislike for those that are close to you who are black because of the environment that you're in I think you need to question like is this you know past conflict in our family or is this because the environment I'm in does not is not conducive to me loving the blackness that my family members my loved ones represent you know mm. that's a question I want you to ask yourself as a black person um, have you neglected getting to know your family and getting to know yourself and accepting all the different elements of yourself because of the environment that you're in 
And if you're in the environment that you're in and you can continue to laugh at those jokes and you're fine and you continue to know who you are, then great. Um, but yeah, I think... And also white people, challenge your friends. Like If they make a weird comment, mm-hmm. challenge mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. those those little things, they feed into the bigger thing. Because if, mm-hmm. you, if you're so willing to be like, make an offhand comment... Mm-hmm. And no one else is going to challenge it. Like, what about the bigger things? What about the bigger Mm. conversations? You know, Mm. you've given that person a lot of power to know that they Mm. can clearly say whatever they want. Mm. You know, you've given that person the power to be like, I can make any kind of joke and no one's going to say anything, Mm. right? Like, you've given them the power to be quite audacious in a way that means that they're not going to be challenged. And then that feeds into deeper issues, I think. The covert is is a mask for something that's quite that could end up being quite overt in terms of mm. that person looking at um uh, a name on a job application being like nah mate you know mm. because of you allowing that that bias that offhand comment to just go unchallenged so then that bias is not going to be challenged when they come mm. to thinking about employing that person because you know Toby at the end of the day is a CEO right Mm. and so like if he's not being challenged he's not gonna change Mm -hmm. who's at the table Mm -hmm. that was amazing (laughs) that was honestly amazing (laughs) (laughs) I I, yeah I wanted to be a whole crowd there giving you a big woo at the end of that and a round of applause (laughs) you made me well up that was really really great oh mate I mean this is again like this is the other thing that I'm exhausted by it's like I've had to I've had to reckon with the I've had to look these demons face to face and be like Mm. that was a really ugly part of my life that was a really ugly Mm. part of me like and also I have such an amazing family like my brother's so kind Mm. and gracious and like he's talked to me and said like yeah but but there were times when I was like I really didn't like being around you like he's been really honest with me and said I didn't like being around you because you made me feel uncomfortable I just didn't know how to be yeah um and that was because of my insecurities not because he there was a problem with him at all like that was mm. me like projecting my insecurity on him mm. um but my brother is so kind that he could be and he and there's like he loves me you know that's why i know he could be honest with me in that mm. way mm. and like really challenge me in that way you know i haven't grown without being challenged that's the other thing. i also mm. want to say this like i have had to be challenged too i'm not mm. sitting here like some person who's just like woke up you know and has all the answers now like i've had to be challenged too we you have to be and you have to be okay with the fact that you've messed up there are ways in which you've messed up at times you know Mm. um Mm. we none of us are i might i mean i might get people coming at me (laughs) (laughs) but like i think it's unfair to act like we're all innocent in this there yeah. are there are bigger perpetrators yeah but if you, and do you know what actually there are some black people who i'm like who have just really just been mistreated really badly but for mm. me there, there there is some level of responsibility that i had in that um mm. and i've had to do the work and mm. but i'm also aware of like the biggest system at issue here and so i don't feel as bad um and again yeah there's no point in feeling guilty like just 
move on you know like guilt is unproductive and it's unhelpful mm, yes. it's actually unhelpful yeah it is because um, it can make you go mm-hmm. inward too much mm-hmm. and i think it, it can end up being self-critical when sure okay we all need to be critical of ourselves but like if that's all you're doing instead of thinking like okay we all make mistakes none of us and i was thinking about this when you said woke up none of us <laughs> woke up woke mm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we we all have to work at this mm. and like if you're you know i understand lots of people have a tendency to be self-critical and to go down into that hole but actually like you're not helping anyone mm. um and you can be a force for real change and real good mm. and real happiness in your life and other people's lives yeah that energy that energy yeah. that you put into yeah. that like mm can be placed in a better place right Mm, you can put that energy mm. in a better place and absolutely guilt isn't going to do that it's just going to trick you into thinking you're doing work when it's actually what you're just doing is it's just another form of pride you know yeah it's not there's no humility to guilt it's just another form Mm. of like i'm gonna make this all about me again that's really interesting yeah you know yeah yeah um yeah i think I think it's really important to it's important to sit in these things like with anything you know you know as you think about understanding the world around you whether it's or even the world that you inhabit whether it's your internal world whether it's your whatever world it is like Mm. when you're reckoning with difficult things you have to sit in it for a bit Mm. yes you do have to sit in it you have to sit in the discomfort yes um and then and then you come back out the other side I would I did loads of running um mm. recently because I was meant to be running 10k for the Congo trip raising money for the mm. Congo trip but then the 10k got cancelled because of mm. the pandemic and um I, ca- I carried on training anyway and carried on running and oh, then good for you. I did it with the Nike running club and one of the ep- one of the sessions the training sessions is with Paula Radcliffe oh, wow. who is an absolute just what a woman just what a woman um still holds the world record for the marathon does she yeah still holds that world record yeah she's a really amazing woman but she was talking about so the 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 tempo run that i was doing with her she was talking about how um she you have to run through the discomfort she was like you've got to run through the discomfort i was like i don't want to paula um, but you have to run through it if you want to become a better I mean they, they do make it existential on this app they really love to get into the, <laughs> they love to get into the mindfulness side of it as well they're like, oh I love that yeah so they're like it, it's not just about training your body it's about training your mind as well because like once you've got through the discomfort you are going to be a mm. better runner at the end of this you're also going to be a better person at the end of this because you've learned that actually you need to get through the uncomfortable part yeah. before you get to that to that better version of yourself because I think yes. too many of us want to just be the, the better person which is why I think everyone's jumped to the hashtag but yeah. it's like you need to run Where's through the, the discomfort you need to run through the discomfort and it's yeah it's not cute it's not pretty but once mm. you get to the other side you're going to be a fitter person like you can then run faster and you can run harder next time, you know? But yes. you, you can't run faster and harder next time if you've not yeah. actually run through that bit where you're like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. And I just found that, and it and it really did, tra- it has really translated into my real life, you know, because I've, mm. you know, 
finished the training and like I'm not using it anymore but I still have that in my mind I'm like it's still something that stayed with me I'm like I have to run through the discomfort like yeah. I have to get uncomfortable like I have to be uncomfortable as I'm working towards xyz like even if it's like trying to be a better musician you know yeah you have to do those awkward chords sometimes and you have to play them yeah. over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again before yeah. you get to nailing it and it's the same yeah. with <clears throat> anything it's the same and with you have and you have anything. to be I think like a lot of people have that fear of failure it's that mm. fear of well I don't want to start doing something because I'm just going to fail at it you know mm. it's, it's like anything and it's like you know trying to understand the Black Lives Matter thing I think a lot of people are feeling like yeah feeling like well I won't ever understand it or I won't ever get to this place so I'm not gonna try mm. because there's that fear of like people are gonna laugh at me I'm gonna be shown up I'm mm. gonna you know all of those kind of insecurities and it is it's that leap of faith and I think you're so right you can translate that into so many areas of your life and actually mm-hmm. like like failing doesn't exist mm-hmm. <laughs> in my head it's, it's mm. all like failing is su- it's such an idea of like this like I don't know this one thing that you do and that then doesn't go right so that then is a failure and that means Mm. you're a failure and it's like well it's in this context of this really long life that you're probably gonna live (laughs) and like how do you know what that one event that maybe didn't go how you wanted it to go Mm. is going to inform you as a person Mm. or is going to inform your relationships yeah like you know what doesn't kill you but makes you stronger yeah (laughs) like I totally like just think we all need to be better at sitting with the things that we're not good at Mm. and thinking about how we can how we can yeah yeah just be okay with that Mm. because it's fine yeah (laughs) it really is fine no one no one's judging you Mm. it feels like everyone's judging you Mm. especially on social media Mm. but Mm. like you can make it you can make it as private or as public as you want like you are in control of your life and your own journey and Mm. like you can be the person that you want to be and we have to stare our failures Mm. inverted commas Mm. in the face and say I didn't do great at that but Mm. I'm not gonna say now I'm not gonna do like when I was doing my training I'd like oh that wasn't a very good run but that didn't Mm. mean I stopped going out like yeah. If I just stopped running, then I wouldn't be able to actually have finished the 10K in the end. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have... Mm-hmm. If I hadn't actually kept going, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I heard... And, you know, during my runs, I would sometimes just listen to sermons. Um, and one of them was about humility. Mm-hmm. And I heard something really helpful. Like, humility isn't about, like, being that person who's like, oh, yes, I'm really humble. Let me wash everyone's feet <laughs> and love me. <laughs> but humility (laughs) he said two things about humility he said humility is not going to get you anywhere Uh and that's okay like not everything has to be about you winning a Grammy you know like Mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be about that also humility is about a willingness to be humiliated Mm. and when we do that goes back to our conversation about empathy like Mm. we're vulnerable and people Mm. can connect to that people connect to humility and 
because humility breeds vulnerability doesn't it like mm. when you're when you're willing to be humiliated I'm not saying like put yourself out there so that you are going to be berated like n- i'm not saying that i'm just saying like for example the post that i did um about black lives about black lives matter the other day or how whenever it was mm. um that part of me was like oh gosh what if people are just like oh mm. i was like do you know what Philippa? just be be willing to be humiliated like you might people might yeah. comment back at this and be like oh what are you talking about people might comment and be like mm. ew like but the thing is i knew what i was saying was important to me anyway and i feel like it, yeah. i felt like people needed to hear it but i had to be willing to be humiliated yeah and i think people we need to be willing to be humiliated yeah um and again we need to be willing to be challenged because we don't grow without being challenged we don't grow without um yeah putting ourselves out there like th- 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 there needs to be a little bit of that because again mm. at the end of the day what Hannah said like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger like and not everyone is judging you right not mm. everyone is waiting mm. for you to- it may feel like most people aren't yeah it may- most people are thinking that's a cool post I saw that and I thought that's a cool post I'm like feel really proud of you like oh, I mean obviously that's, that's me but like like most people are just looking at things you do and thinking god they've got it right like they're Mm. on it i'm not doing that i'm not as good as that i could never write something like that like everyone's doing that in their own heads and it's like yeah and also exactly everyone's doing that in their own heads like that you're your critic yeah yeah Totally. I think I think the thing with challenging gets really difficult when it comes to social media mm. because we have, you know, we don't have conversations on yeah, social media very point. much. That's a good it's point. such a monologue of different people and because you're, you know, I mean, it's a very common basic thing to say, but, you know, we're all behind our computer screens or our phone screens, able just to tap out one line of something that... Mm we haven't checked out or maybe we haven't thought through thoroughly and Mm. then other people are doing the same right back at us with maybe a lot of hate because Mm. they can Mm. and I think I get why in social media then it's about like it's it it becomes much scarier to be humiliated Mm. because the stakes are higher than if you were talking to a group of friends about something talking to a parent talking to a colleague or whatever you we don't you know we're not in that world at the moment which I think is a real it's it's really really hard in that face having these complex discussions is just you just can't do it yeah when it comes down to social media and I think we have to become less reliant on that becoming our our main source of of news and facts and opinion 100% um, or it has to change to make that better yeah at Mark Zuckerberg at Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's going to so I think everyone should just leave no. Facebook and go to mind yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I think join Philippa on mind join me on mind but yeah. I also think, at the end of the day, like we as people just need to be able to be willing to engage in hard conversations. Yes. Like yes. I think, I think all, as much as it is a, a place where it can be humiliating and stuff, like mm. it's also very easy to hide behind that and then yeah. not have the hard conversations. Right? Yeah. It's very easy to be like, oh, I did my thing on social media. That for now, I'm not gonna yeah talk to X Y Z person because I did it. Did it 
Yeah. You know? Um, totally. So I think... I think I totally agree with you. I think we need to stop using social media as our mm. as our place to just monologue and yeah. um, as as a scapegoat for engaging in deeper conversation, deeper yeah. meaningful yeah. conversations. Yeah, I mean we can we can have all of the stuff that we've got on social media right now, so long as we're backing it up. Mm. with those deep meaningful conversations i mean i feel like we've been hating a lot on it today (laughs) out of personal experience you know obviously it's really good at bringing people together and where the fuck would we be right now (laughs) if we didn't have it you know um but um but yeah i think so long as we're backing up these things that we see on social media and we talk about on social media with conversations where we're not just doing things like oh did you see this or you didn't see it oh have you not are you not on social media at the moment oh why aren't you like why why haven't you why haven't you signed this thing why aren't we like (laughs) like I think yeah like kind of having a disbelief that other people haven't read the same things that you have and if they haven't then they don't care and it's like actually that's not it's not a very productive healthy conversation to have no it's like, not like also you, know, know. you just made me think of like yeah how petitions used to be signed <laughs> <laughs> like in real time yeah like there'd wow. be there'd be that person out on the street yeah man being like sign this petition yeah no change to no org thanks, man no greenpeace <laughs> no change yeah, to org man and that's something really cool it about is. social media. I mean, like the fact that me and Millie have oh, got I our petition. You guys and, doing that. Oh, to be honest, it's mostly her. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. But yeah, like we would never have like been able to do that and get that many people talking and mm. caring about um, an accompanying Reun- asylum seekers. Yeah, reunification of families. Yeah. Oh, we do get a lot of hate though. I mean, it's gross. Oh, it always not, will be. It's fine. Hate about what? <laughs> uh mostly people misunderstanding. This is this is the thing. I had one message in particular, um, that from somebody who I didn't know, mm. um, who just completely misinterpreted the petition, and I honestly didn't really understand what the argument was. But he was mm. very angry. Wow. Um, yeah, like accusing me of using dead people as a as a bargaining chip or something like that Ew. I was like dude this is a petition <laughs> run a company minus <laughs> minors asylum seekers to be yeah. reunited with family that they already have in the UK yeah. um what I didn't yeah so it's quite interesting a lot of it is people read titles or they read mm, brief descriptions and, and they don't understand it. provoke an yeah and it provokes an instant response mm-hmm. they don't even try mm-hmm. to understand it mm-hmm. and i think that's probably the danger of social media and stuff because we can just read, read something that's clickbait yeah exactly yeah. and and not feel scared to write out an angry message to somebody mm. um yeah you you can see how that happens quite quickly yeah quite easily <clears throat> gosh mm. yeah mate we've managed to talk for like over an hour <laughs> an hour and 17 minutes oh uh, my days <laughs> how do we do that i don't know <laughs> oh 
my days. Oh my like, days. Yeah, what we catch her. <laughs> just, just see how you're getting on. Let's you know, like we won't do a heavy do. one today. <laughs> oh, but you're my friend. Oh, you're my friend. And so it's just nice to talk, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice to talk. Um, nice to talk with someone you agree with. <laughs> it is nice to talk. It is nice to talk with someone you agree with. Oh gosh, I got quite a big spike there. Um, I really miss like, oh, I mean, obviously I miss going to the pub. I just miss like being in like a group of friends and just like drinking and just chatting. I know. Or playing a game. It's just like, there are so many like teenagers down the beach all drinking like around fires and they're all probably like 17, but I'm like, let me join you. (laughs) (laughs) Be my friend. (laughs) I know. We both know. Thank you for listening to Greater, Stronger, Wiser, Two Overthinking Musicians. We'll see you next I'm week. Too tricky to handle. Too tricky to handle. I'm too tricky to handle. Too tricky, I'm too.